You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz Cantina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 304. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. What's going on out there tonight? It is 3.04. It is 3.04. I thought as much. You thought right. What is going on out there, GSR family? Yeah. I see Donnie Seeger's on. Hey, Donnie. He hears you loud and clear, babe. <laughs> he heard us checking the mics earlier, yeah. I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> Got to have Donnie back in soon. Absolutely. So how's your week been so far, babe? It has absolutely been 100% full throttle. We're doing a set change at the church. There's events going on. uh, Funerals. Just crazy. Yeah. Makes for a busy week, doesn't it? Very busy week. That's all right. Goes fast. Good. Yeah. Tough to keep it all balanced sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You can't please everybody. No. (laughs) I just just got a text from Dallas, like, you guys kind of still working on the stage? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, well, she's got an event tomorrow in her defense, so. Yeah. But how about you? What's going on over there? Uh, It's been an exciting week for me, personally. Uh, I have... uh, gotten an opportunity to see God show up and show off in my life, which is exciting. Uh, It's always exciting to be a part of that and to watch him make things happen. You bet. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's because of kind of what you're going through this week that we're brings up our, uh, our topic. Yeah. Yeah. I think it fits like a puzzle piece. We're going to talk about trust tonight. And I don't know a human being on the planet that doesn't have, not an issue, but I guess a a problem with trust or what's the proper word for that? We all have. I think we all have struggle. a struggle. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The trust struggle, which I think would be a great title. For this episode. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I think that's in Proverbs 3 and 5. That is the problem is that we only have our own understanding as a lot of times as a point of reference. Whereas we should have the Bible as our source and point of reference. And not just the Bible because the Bible is God's word. But, but, you know, it's what God said to us. So it needs to, it needs to be above 
how we feel and what we think. Amen. And it's hard to live that through sometimes. It's easy to say it. Yeah, I trust the Lord. Yes, I trust the Lord. But it's another thing to walk through it. Boy, that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. You want to share a little bit about this week and uh, kind of uh, not saying you had a trust issue, but maybe you did. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like taffy, you know, how when you're making taffy, saltwater taffy, you got to stretch it and pull it and then bring it back together again and stretch it and pull it and bring it back together again. Like there's that kneading process like with dough, right? Right. It's getting pulled apart and pushed back together, pulled apart, pushed back together. Right. Um, so I don't think that because you're going through a struggle in one area of your life, it's because you lack faith or you lack trust or that you're lacking. I really think rather that it is how God makes you grow is through that struggle. He brings you to other places to mature you and season you and better equip you, um, not only in your own life, but you know, as a vessel that he uses to help others. And I mean, I know that you would agree with me on this, babe, is that the last year and a half, we've had a lot of that kneading or stretching and pulling um, in our lives that have really put us in a lot of uncomfortable places. Well, you're not kidding. I mean, we have really had to stretch our faith. Yeah. And I'm just going to recap uh, some of the highlights. Yeah, um, please do. From that. So back in July of last year, uh, Fritz had to go in for um, a stint. And we were really concerned because, you know, he has an artificial heart valve. He's got a, a sleeve because he had had an aortic aneurysm when he was, um, uh, you know, several years younger. And so it's he's not a simple case, in other words. he's He's got complications. Um, and so for him to get a stint, you know, it's not like somebody else getting a stint that doesn't have these problems or complications. Um, and so the procedure, you know, it was a little bit um, difficult in because of his anatomy, but it was successful. And I just remember being so grateful and, you know, praising the Lord through that um, little did we know that, you know, about a month later or less than a month later, just weeks later, that he'd be battling COVID. Um, so, you know, when he was um, in the hospital getting his stent, uh, we believe at that time he was probably exposed to COVID, but COVID was running rampant. So who knows, right? He could have gotten it from anywhere at the end of the day. But that seems the most likely scenario. So he finally comes home and is recovering, getting better. And then all of a sudden, he starts not doing so well. And we don't understand what's going on. Like he should be getting better and not getting worse. 
And then um, he ended up testing positive for COVID uh, later that month in July. I remember very clearly because it was pretty much the last week of July that he tested positive for COVID. Um, and then the Delta variant broke loose completely all over the place. And it was tough for people to get into the hospital, to get seen, to get treated, et cetera. Um, but praise the Lord, you were able to get into the hospital and get treated. Um, but it was very damaging what you had to go through with COVID. Um, it left you in a bad place because you were already weakened to begin with from the procedure that you had just had a couple weeks prior. And I had spent a week in the emergency room before yeah. I even got a room. Yeah, when you had packed. COVID, yeah. right, yeah. So, um, again, grateful that he was even able to get in because at that point, I think they were even probably turning people away because they were overflowing. Um, but, you know, he was able to get released. I forget, I think you were in there for a couple of weeks, like at least 15 days. I know it was in isolation for at least 15 days. So I think I got out of there uh, probably two or three days after. So okay. about, about 20 days. 20 days. Yeah. Okay. Which is a long time to be in a hospital. Um, and once he was released, uh, the care didn't stop there um, because now he had to be on home care uh, because he had two oxygen concentrators and he had to be on oxygen, those oxygen concentrators 24-7 because he couldn't just breathe on his own um, without struggle. Well, at all, really. Um, it was a very labored, labored breathing. Yeah, especially in the beginning when I first got home. Yeah. And so you got home in early August, I think it was, yeah. or mid-August. And... Um, it was uh, it was a long journey uh, between that time and you actually getting to the point where you got off of both concentrators and was able to walk and really able to function and do things again. Um, I would say that journey was probably like another couple of months. Oh yeah, Easy. and it was uh, it was kind of. Uh, it was very humbling watching somebody going through all of that because when you can't take care of yourself, it's a humbling thing. And, you know, we were trying to figure out how to make everything work at that time because I was still working from home full time, trying to take care of you to the best of my ability. We had nurses in and out of the house. We had um, people delivering supplies uh, for the machines and servicing the machines in and out of the house. I mean, it just felt like Grand Central Station here that things were always kind of revolving and moving. But people were so incredible and so supportive during this time frame. And we had amazing nurses and, uh, you know, people that were really interested in seeing you get well and get healthy. Yeah. Shout out to the nurses. Yeah. Third floor nurses at South Lake. Well, all nurses. All nurses. Yeah, absolutely. Big shout out. So, you know, 
and just your home health nurses too. They were fantastic. So we got past that hurdle, which was very significant because it really took you down. It really took you down for a long time. And then Mikey passes away. You know, all this time when you're trying to get better, Mikey starts getting sick and ends up in the hospital and then eventually ends up in hospice. And then, of course, we lose Mikey. And after that, um, I had a, a really bad car accident when I was um, going back to see my family in California, was um, hit on the freeway by a driver that was um, on meth and driving um, very dangerously at high rates of speed and was hit T-boned by that vehicle on the freeway. And I had my son in the car and I had my 11-year-old niece in the car. It was a truly a terrifying experience. Um, but God, again, was with us and brought us out of that accident. You know, we had no broken bones. No. Um, which I think is just an absolute miracle. Yeah, after seeing the pictures of that, you know, God was involved. Yeah. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. And um, that probably brings us to about November time frame because that happened in October, late October. And then it, it kind of quieted down for a few months. I would say November through January was pretty quiet. Uh, February, I started a new job, so I thought things were, would be turning around. Um, you know, I had been with the same company for a very, very long time. Um, and I decided to, to leave that company um, to seek out a new opportunity. I was just ready for something new, something fresh, and to start learning a little bit more, et cetera. And so, you know, we think that things are going okay. Things are, are going great. And, um, and then, of course, everything happens with Aubrey, you know. And we lose Aubrey in... Uh, well, she started getting sick in March and then April, April 1st. Excuse me. No, not March. She started getting sick in April. No, May. She started getting sick in May and then June 1st she passes. And we just, we really struggled at that point to understand a lot, I think. Um, and to understand what God had in store for us and why this happened and trying to make sense out of it and dealing with still trying to make sense out of it. Yeah. Be honest, just to be transparent, you know, it's, it's still really fresh. It is it's day to day. And, you know, I had to work a funeral for my job. And I got to do one tomorrow. And I tell you, it's it stings. Of course it does. It really does. Yeah. It's um, it's like 
lifting that band-aid up and exposing the wound again. Yeah. You know? So um it's it's even difficult to talk about because sometimes it doesn't even feel like this is our life because we keep going through all these things. And then four weeks, about four weeks after Aubrey passes, you have a stroke. And it was, you know, not the stroke itself, the damaging effects, thank God, weren't significant, but you had other complications because of the stroke um, and were bleeding, you were, had uh, bleeding in the brain. And um, so then, you know, at that point, I feel like, am I losing half of my family within the period of a month? You know, like what is, what is happening here? And I feel like at that point, it's sort of like you're past you're past the point of what you can take anymore. And you're at the point where you're like, please don't add one more thing. Please don't do something else. Please don't, or, you know, not necessarily do something else, but don't allow something else to happen uh, negative in nature. And, you know, we we get <laughs> we get the uh, last thing at the end of July there where I lose my job. And I think something clicked in me at that point in time. And this is just, you know, being selfish for a second and just looking through my own lens. But something clicks at that time. And I say... I'm just, I'm in the wrong business. I'm, I shouldn't be doing this because for the last year and a half, I've been taking care of my husband to the best of my ability. Um, you know, I've raised two children that are adults now. Um, I mean, Obviously, you're kind of raising them for the rest of your life, but, you know, we've been through so much, and I just said, I felt like God was giving me the nudge to pursue nursing, which is such a switch from the work that I have been doing, and you know, I'm not exactly a young person anymore. I can't be, right, when, when I've got children that are in their 20s and and so forth. Um, so, you know, here I am, half a century old. All the while struggling with trust. Yeah, well, struggling with trust because of everything that we've been going through. Sure. Because it's sort of like, it's not that you don't trust God. It's just that you don't understand what's going on, you know, and you're just trying to make it from day to day and then something else happens. Um, and it's nothing to do with the fact that you don't love God or you don't trust him, but it's like I said, it, you're being needed and molded in different directions now. In, in ways that you never thought you would yeah, be. Yeah, it's just way out of the scope of human intellect. And it, 
you uh, you just feel like you're on an island, you know, with just void yeah. of any understanding. And you have to, you have a choice at that point. You know, you have a choice to press in yeah. to him and trust him or you run from him to the ways of the world. And to that point, I think you always have a, you always have a decision to make in that area. You're, you're always making that decision, whether or not you're pressing in or you're pulling away. Oh yeah. So, you know, for, for me at this stage in my life, I can't imagine my life without God. Like it just, it doesn't make any sense to me without him. It doesn't because once you kind of come out the other side, you still don't have any understanding, but yeah, you have this crazy peace. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the peace that he talks about, you know, the peace that passeth all understanding. I th and then, People, people say, you know, you're okay. I mean, I'm, well, I'm not okay, but I'm functioning. Yeah. And I'm functioning under the strength of the Lord, not my own. Right. I wouldn't get out of bed. In fact, I didn't, you know, for many days. Yeah. And uh, that's where... I was trying to think of I kind was of it? I kind of feel like you were shell shocked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, like when when the loud bang goes off and there's that buzzing in your ears and you're just kind of stunned. You were at that stage in life where this bomb had gone off in your life and you were just standing there trying to get your bearings and you're getting that ringing in your ears because you're so stunned you can't orient yourself one way or another. And it wasn't a Judas that Jesus said to him, I'm praying for your faith. No, it wasn't Judas. It was um, Peter, wasn't it? Who denied him three times? Peter. Peter. He said, I'm praying for your faith. Mm-hmm. I I think that all of us go through times in our life where the bombs of life go off and we're left shell-shocked and sort of like just standing there not knowing what to do. You don't know what direction to go. You don't know what's coming next. But you're just kind of paralyzed and frozen because... You can't move. You can't do anything. You're just trying to process everything that's happening. And you can't because it's overwhelming. And I'm just trying to let you all know that when you have those moments, God doesn't abandon you even in those moments. He's still there. You know, I was at that place. You know that song that says, when you don't know what to say, just say Jesus? Mm -hmm. I was in that place. Yeah. I didn't have the strength to pray. 
Yeah. It's like I told Mac. I I didn't know what to pray. I didn't know how to pray or what to pray. You know, and I don't think it was a loss of hope. It was just a loss of knowing how to communicate with God. I think but, trauma does that to you, though. But I could praise. Yeah. I could thank him. I could thank him for the fact that I woke up, that I saw the sun. When I was down at an ORMC and I had a room up high and about 6.30, that sun would come up and blast through the window and I would say, thank you, Father. You know, thank you, Father. I didn't know how to pray, but I did know how to praise. Yeah. And that's a really good point is that when you're shocked like that and you've gone through all this trauma, you really just don't know what to do. But like Fritz says, you know, you can press in still and you can press in by praising God. You can press in by just gravitating to him the best you know how. You know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know what you're doing. Like he said, when you don't know what to say, just say Jesus. He can handle the rest and he can guide you. And and really, that's what he wants. He wants our dependence on him. He wants our complete dependence on him. Psalms 37.5 says, uh, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. Amen. He will. Man, there's a bunch of people joining us tonight on Mixler. Uh, Donnie Seeger, hello, buddy. And uh, Robert Herman in the house. And Ray Ray all day <laughs> from the Battle Podcast Hi, is with Robert. us tonight. Hi, uh, actually, uh, will be a new podcast uh, here shortly called uh, War. Are we ready? Nice. So be on the lookout for that on Spotify. And then we have... Uh, two other people. I can't tell who you are. So you may be on a mobile device or uh, if you follow us, I can tell who you are and give you a big shout out. So uh, thanks for being with us tonight. We're just sharing our hearts. Um, the Lord put it on our hearts to talk about trust tonight. And uh, I know that it's something that we all struggle with at some point Yeah, in our life. I think we're calling this one the trust struggle. Trust struggle. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of recapped the year just to give you guys a, a recap of everything that we've personally gone through. And that's not to, that's just to show you guys where we're at because we believe in being transparent with everybody and letting you walk through our journey with us because this is life. This is what we do together. You know, we're brothers and sisters going through this. Well, it's probably why we went through the journey to begin with so that we could share it. Yeah. It's kind of useless if yeah. we don't share it. Absolutely. And encourage somebody that, hey, we made it. Yeah, you, you know, can we're too. We're still swimming upstream, but we're making it. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times you know, life is going to be an ebb and a flow of good things and bad things because we know for sure it's not going to be smooth sailing all the time. It just never is. Um, and, you know, we've gone through a lot of bad things. And now I feel like I can start seeing some of the light um, that God has been showing us. You know, I, I really... 
I really took a big leap of faith in turning my my back on corporate America and moving forward into the medical field because I have no medical experience. Um, and so you sure got some in the last year. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's true. Husband that's true. introductory 101. <laughs> uh, Come on down and spend some time with your husband at ORMC and right? you'll get an education. <laughs> yeah, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And, um, you know, it inspired me to go ahead and go for my certified nursing assistant license. So I started taking a class. Uh, an online class, and I completed the class. I sat for my state license. I got my state license. And then just today, I, I was able to secure a job. So, you know, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, because he's the one who opened all of those doors. I watched him personally open each and every door and direct me to where he wanted me specifically. And it's just it's so mind blowing when you're going through it and you're watching it happen and you're literally just sitting back, not really doing anything. Well, that's not true either because He's I was guiding I, the whole he thing. He is. You, you have to, you have to get up and move, you know, faith yeah. without works is very dead, you know, but, uh, you, you did, and I'm proud of you. You got up and you took one step, you put one foot in front of the other and God did that. God did do that right in front of your very eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've been so encouraged by the good people that have been put into my life during this period of time too. Um, people at the college that I enrolled in who have been amazingly supportive and helpful. Um, you know, the advisors there, the um, financial aid people, the... Um, teaching staff. I mean, just incredible support um, is out there. And even like in this job interview process, it's like people are just rooting for you to succeed. It's such a nice feeling. Um, and it really touched my heart in a, in a special way. And I'm really looking forward to starting this new career. And I really just pray that this is where the Lord wants me. I mean, I know it is because he opened the doors all the way for everything to happen. It's pretty apparent that's where he wants you. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't that be ironic that that happened to be the hospital I was in? Yeah. Yeah. When I had my stroke. Yep. You got transferred to that hospital. You spent a good solid week there. <laughs> You're going to have to go up to that floor and see Ebony. Ebony. Yep. I will. You can guarantee it. So Fritz had a nurse, um, an amazing nurse, and just the most fantastic attitude. And, you know, I picked her brain a little bit because I was already getting the nudge when Fritz was in the hospital. And I was telling him, I'm like, Fritz. I'm wondering if I missed my calling. I'm wondering if I should have gone into nursing or something. And then I said, hey, will you pray about it with me? And if it's not meant to be, you know, just ask that God just stops me from even thinking about it anymore. That, you know, I just forget about it and move on. And, you know, I thought that was going to happen um, because for a couple of weeks, 
like it wasn't coming back up. And then next thing you know, I lost my job. And then I was like starting to think about it all over again. And I'm like, okay, I think this is my indication that it's time to make the change because he closed the door and he opened up a different one. Ray, were you sharing a picture with the group there? Is that what uh, that was supposed to be? Do I click on that or you can just send it to my phone? And then, um, yeah, we, we, I talked to this nurse named Ebony and, um, you know, when Fritz was in the hospital there and I asked her, I said, you know, Ebony, do you have any regrets? And she said, the only regret I have is that I didn't do it sooner. And isn't that what everybody wants to hear about a job or going into a profession? Oh, you bet. You know it. Yeah. You know, the only regret I have is that I didn't do it sooner. And, and I've she, heard so many nurses say that. Yeah. She'd been through the worst of the worst too, the COVID and yeah. bad COVID. And, um, and she saw some, some rough times in yeah. the hospital. And, you know, I'm a realist. I'm not trying to candy coat anything, but I think... When your personality is well-suited for the job, it can be an amazing career for you. But not everybody has the right personality or demeanor for that type of a job. So, you know, I have yet to discover whether or not I have the right personality and demeanor for the job, but I suspect that I do. I suspect that you do. <laughs> and, the, and the recruiter suspected that you did. Yeah. And you got your job today. Yeah. So I'm really happy to share that with all of you guys today. Um, thanks, Ray. I'm super excited as well. And, um, you know, it's been a tough road and a tough journey. And I, I just hope that this is a turning point in my life personally, uh, where I have a career that's extremely rewarding. Um, you know, it's a servant role. And uh, I feel like uh, I'm, those are roles that are I feel comfortable in and I feel good at. So um, we'll see what happens. But trusting the Lord with the whole process, even when it doesn't make sense, it doesn't need to make sense in our own minds. And I think you have a verse for that, right, babe? Well, I, um, I read um, Proverbs earlier. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And yeah, lean, lean not out on, on your own understanding. That is correct. Yeah. Proverbs 3 and 5, one of my favorite verses, one of the hardest verses. Yeah. It's... um. we want to understand, boy. We do. And I, you know, I always like to illustrate my own personal experience because I'm that person that I want to know. I need a reason, you know, that's me. Um, and sometimes we're not going to know and we're not going to be given a reason. And that's really, really hard to accept. Um, you know, you often bring up the verse uh, that Paul talks about, you know, that the Lord gave him a thorn in the flesh and he prayed and asked Lord, the Lord to remove it. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. You bet. And so, uh, you know, he had to live with whatever that thorn in the side was. We're not told what it is, but we all have our thorns. Christ bore his thorns too. 
Ray, Ray says he only shows you the next step, not the entire staircase. Oh, that's so, so true. So you have to depend on him. Whoa. Yep. That's good. That I like that That's really, really good. Yep. You've only got the flashlight, you know? You can only see one step at a time going up that staircase. Um, and, you know, he's the light illuminating one step in front of the other for you. Hey, I want to ask you guys that are on live with us right now, how would you feel about us switching the time to 8 o'clock instead of 7.30? It seems like a lot of people log on closer to 8 than 7.30. So I just kind of wanted to take a quick poll and uh, see what you guys thought about that, switching to 8 o'clock. Ray Ray says, Amen, Tina. Yes. Amen. Well, thanks for sharing, babe. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing part of my story and your story. And yeah, it's all we've got. You it's know, it's all we got, man. Don't put it on the shelf. Yep, you got to put it out there and shed the light on it. Even though it's humbling and sometimes embarrassing and sometimes humiliating, sometimes it's all those negative things. But it's it's those really painful ones, I think, to share that help people the most. Um, so you have to have some bravery and decide what's more important, which is either just hiding it and keeping it all to yourself or in al allowing Christ's light to shine on it and sharing it so that other people can hopefully glean something from it, you know? Eight o'clock works for Ray Ray. Cool. Well, I don't even know what my schedule is going to be. Donnie says eight o'clock is better for me. Well, we don't. We don't know what your schedule is going to be. So, yeah. You know what? I think maybe, I think maybe we will push it to eight. Yeah, eight. I think eight is a lot. I easier. think eight is better because if you're working day shift, you might need time to get home from ORMC. And I uh, think that's what we'll do. Thanks, guys, for the feedback. We'll. I think we'll push it to eight starting next week. Spread the word. Where's that John Durham? How come he never listens to this show? <laughs> he needs to get saved. <laughs> oh, we love each and every one of you. Thanks for uh, for being with us tonight and uh, talking about truth. Yep. And how it all fits together like a puzzle. You know, little pieces of a puzzle snapping together. You know, we don't get all the pieces at one time. So we don't know what the big picture is, but God always knows the big picture. Ooh. So we got to trust him because he's the one putting the puzzle together. Amen to that. I got nothing more. <laughs> Ray says he's too old for all this social media stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's in bed already. Uh, Eight o'clock for him, I think. Yeah. But, uh, well, thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. We're going to wrap it up, and uh, we'll uh, looking forward to seeing all of you back next week. I think we may have a special guest calling in. Not sure yet. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, well, that about wraps it up for session uh, 304, the trust issue. The trust struggle. Oh, the trust struggle. Yeah. Ah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right, guys. 
But we'll see you. God bless. God bless.